Welcome, Welcome to Bay Patrol, Romance Novel, Novel Edition! um lauren how was your week my week was good um you know had a lot of like family celebration this this past weekend as of recording was passover and easter we celebrated passover and then just did a bunch of family stuff but like one thing that kept happening this week that got me laughing so if you remember back to, I don't know, earlier in this year, I had over Christmas break, I had been served all these like really absurd ads that all looked like butt plugs, even though they weren't. Beautiful. Or, well, very God, what, what a great remember. What a great memory. What a great memory. <laughs> yeah. And I've gotten a few really weird ones lately. Oh, yeah. Okay. So one of them, I guess, isn't that weird. And I kind of want it, to be honest. So, but it is a lipstick <laughs> where the container is a cock and balls. Yay! And you, like, pull the, like, the cock <laughs> off. And then it's like, it's one of those, like, thin lipsticks. You know, it's like, it's not the standard width. It's, like, thinner. Oh, They're, like, for sure. Yes. Um, a strange, a strange mouthfeel, I must say. A strange yeah. lip feel upon the lip. Yeah. Yeah. And um, anyway, so you like it's like fairly large balls and then this very thin like lipstick. But when you put the, the top on, it's like awkward. Yeah, I, I'll show you a picture. Actually. OK, sounds good. So <laughs> this is it with the. <laughs> oh, my God. With Duh. the case off. That is. This is with it, with the case on. Like, obscene. I'm not joking. Like, it's not just like a coincidence that it sort of looks like a cock. Obscene. And those are There's the horniest balls. Also a black one. Whoa. <laughs> which, yeah. Which is just a black lip gloss. And I kind of want it. But these are $100 a yeah. piece. So I will never buy it. But Those are very dildesque. And uh, yeah. I will just say, too, I think it's weird to imagine skinning a cock to paint your lips. <laughs> like, that's no. what I'm imagining. Because you have it's... to really yank that cock right off. Yeah. It is bold, for sure. So <laughs> intense. I got that ad, and then um, I got this other ad. Okay, and this one is is not uh, not along the same theme, but I would just like you to read the, the product in this Amazon ad that I got. Oh, wow. Okay, it's a bone expander kit for dental implantologists. But the first, the top line just says bone expander kit. And I got to tell you, that is upsetting. Yeah. Wow. Like, what is it about me that made them think that I was the correct person to serve this ad to? Also, like, how do you, how does one expand a bone? I don't know. I mean, good Christing hell. It's actually quite terrifying. It has a, it has a mini industrial sink set into it and it's like a metal contraption. It actually looks like a soundboard. It does. Of. It yeah. has lots of like knobs. And... Yeah. And I'm actually wondering if that's why it got served to you. Like oh, maybe on, um, image information as opposed to the actual language on here yeah so yeah, i don't know thought. i like that theory that is so weird yeah we'll definitely post and it wait the, the next thing which i can't see because there's only like a quarter of it on the screen is the dot matrix printer for yes, you yes yes <laughs> 
Because yeah. I was looking up dot matrix printers to find a, a picture for our oh, Instagram when we had of course dot matrix predictor of love episode. Right. So of that course, made sense, although it is hilarious because it's like beige and from the early 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um. So, yeah. So. I don't know. Those are kind of the highlights of my week, to be honest. So funny. That's great. I love it. Uh, how was your week? My week was good. It was my last week of work at uh, Planned Parenthood. Oh Friday. End of an era. Huge end of an era. And I did not feel emotionally prepared to do the work of that ending and found myself really flailing by the end there. Like mm. very emotionally flooded, like sort of all sharp edges a little bit on one day. And then like on another day, I just could not stop crying. Like I was just, it was, it, it was a lot of feelings to have like inside of my body to contain in my body. Yeah. And I did not feel equipped to do it. And I wish I had done some better prep and I wish I was actually in therapy right now so that I could have processed that with somebody. But my insurance is Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield through Planned Parenthood and uh, no therapists in the Northeast right now are taking Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield because they're not reimbursing anyone. So I had to stop therapy because of that, which is okay. I'm not in crisis. It's fine. Like, you know, I'm sure there's lots of people for whom stopping therapy is like a major emergency for me. It was just an annoyance. But yeah. um, why is but, yeah. wait, why is Blue Cross Blue Shield not reimbursing people? Like, uh, It's hard to say, huh? but it sounds like there's like some major administrative problems wow. post-COVID. I think probably some staffing is an issue there, but it's gotten really bad and um, providers have had to like strike deals with Anthem um, for tiny percentages of their actual pay. It's just really messy. Yeah. And I think even in Maine, I think it was something like all of Maine Med or like a huge network in Maine is just not accepting Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield wow. anymore for any care. Wow. Um, so anyway, so uh, yeah. So as I move on to a new job, I'll be having a different insurance carrier. Nice. So maybe I can get back to therapy. I hope it's not Cigna because they're terrible too. That's what I've had for oh, the last no. like eight years. <laughs> they just deny like pretty much all claims. Even my doctor that is said what I'm that Cigna have. is like notorious <laughs> for denying, denying, denying. Like that's their, and she's like, it's good. Like I can navigate it, but you, I see you have Cigna, which means they're going to deny this like three times before we can get it through. And I was like, okay, good to know. So anyway, if you have Cigna, I'm just passing that along. Oh, I do. I will. <laughs> oh. Good, great. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, that back was. Back to your week. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay. So that was um, my last week. And then on Friday, that was my last day. I. Um, my staff made me a 2024 calendar and they went to JCPenney and had a photo shoot of JCPenney in their scrubs and did an entire calendar of them for me for 2024. I love it. So I just, when I walked in the door to record this episode, Ashley showed me this calendar and it is freaking priceless. It's Oh the God. sweetest. I think it's the best present I've ever gotten in my Aww. life, if I can be honest. It was amazing. And then Friday night, I met up with two of my other um, buddies who ran at one point or do currently run other Planned Parenthood sites. And we went to Arcadia in Portland, oh, which is, so yeah, a big combo arcade and bar. And it was so fun. Yeah. It was such a good time. I found good. it's been a really long time since I've been to the arcade mm -hmm. or any arcade, really. And... I forgot that like I love arcade games mm -hmm. and we were there for two hours and I easily could have been there for 10. Like I could truly just go to the arcade and like play games for 
hours. We should make a Bay Patrol trip. I haven't been there in a long time. Oh. I haven't been to the new location, and it's much bigger from it's, what I understand. It's in the old Port City Music Hall. Yeah, it's so huge. It's huge. And, there's, oh and they also, they have all the skee-ball lanes downstairs. Oh, nice. In the basement with some other games and a foosball table and like, yeah. That's awesome. It's great. It really was so fun. And it was also, I felt like extremely brave for me. This is my first time like really going out on the town without a mask on. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I just like kind of went for it, crossed my fingers, felt weird about it, um, and have tested myself every single day since. <laughs> but I'm fine. I feel great. I feel yeah. powerful. Was it really busy in there? It was crammed. Yeah. It really was. And I'm really sorry if that feels triggering at all to anybody. And I also totally get that if it does. Um, so I, I, I really feel you. And I have honestly no excuse except that I wanted to do it and I did it. And, uh, and I decided that if I'm going to get COVID, I was going to get COVID that night, doing something really fun. And I was just going to do it. Yeah. And, and also on vacation this week. So yeah, if you had come down with something. Yeah. It would be easy for you to isolate. Yeah. I yeah. mostly stayed away from everyone I possibly could though, which was great. And I found <laughs> that like, I love pinball, man. And there were oh, a couple yeah. of pinball machines that I like really spiritually connected with. Ooh. What and, were they? Um, Matahari. And there's this Wicked Witch of the West sort of Wizard of Oz combo table that was like really fun to me. And then there was this one that was very slow, which is totally up my up my alley, up my speed. It was totally up my ass. Um, it was great. And it was called the Gay 90s. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It really was. And also they had an old Atari Pong two-player oh, Pong, nice. um, which was cool, but it was run by like a spinny wheel. So I was like kind of getting used to that by the end of the one game that I played of that. And that was cool. They have an old Pac-Man. They have a bunch of good stuff. There was a good Lord of the Rings pinball table also. I'm sort of now I'm just like spinning on my wheels, just telling I you really about everything. the Adams Family pinball. Oh, I didn't see that there, yeah. unfortunately, but there were so many games that I easily could have just missed it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they have it there, but they have one at Funno. Oh, nice. And then I think they might have one at Tokens in Dover. Mm, cool. I can't remember if they do, but yeah, it's a good one. I like am in the mood right now. Like every Friday night I could go to the arcade. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like I swear to fucking God. I just was like, I could do this forever. My friends were like, after two hours, they're like, I think we're all set. Like this was so fun. They were so cool about it. They didn't <laughs> like, actually say, I think we're all set. I was just at two hours. I was like, all right, how we feeling? And they were like, and I was like, yep, okay, got it. Let's go. Um, so it's totally fine. But I truly, I was like, I, for one second, I was like, maybe I'll stay. <laughs> I support that fully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love um, skee-ball too. You do. And yeah, nice. I love Papa Shot if it's a good one. What's Papa Shot? Like the basketball. Game. Oh, yeah. They had it right next to skee-ball. Yeah. It's so yeah. fun. My, um, I'm very lucky because my sister and brother-in-law have one in their basement. Oh my God. And one so of my great. favorite things to do is to destroy the kids at Papa Shot. Oh, that's the best. That's the <laughs> they best. both play basketball, so they think they can beat me, but mm -hmm. they're always surprised because like, this might not come as a surprise to a lot of people, but I'm not that athletic, <laughs> but I am a good shot because I used to shoot hoops in my neighbor's driveway. They oh. had like older kids and they were like retired and... <laughs> I would just go over there and shoot hoops. But I did it every day after school. Nice. And so I'm actually a pretty good shot. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So that's why you can kill the kids at it. Yeah. Smash them. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I also <laughs> did something pretty embarrassing with the old um, ski ball. I decided I was um, getting a pretty good score and I decided to start trying a little backspin on the ball because I was like, ooh, that seems to be shooting me a little bit higher mm -hmm. towards the hundred hole. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do that. And something happened where it flew down the lane and popped up 
over onto the net to the lane next to me popped on top of the like net on top of their ski ball lane and it w- and everyone went like silent and it was like <laughs> packed down there and i just burst into peals of laughter because i was like this is the most embarrassing thing that's happened to me in so long it's so embarrassing everyone's looking at me and i was just dying and this like 21 year old little nerd angel girl was like i get it i'll get it and was like, and just like scootled over and like played with the net and popped it over and gave it back to me. And I was like, you're the best. She's like, we've all been there. And Uh-oh. I was like, have we? <laughs> Solidarity. Like, yeah, I felt so good. I, so I made one last shot and then I was like, we have to go upstairs and to like disappear into anonymity. <laughs> but whatever. Anyway. Hey. Yeah. You tried a new technique. It doesn't always work. Yeah, that's right. I wanted to turn around to everybody and be like, I tried a new technique, okay? <laughs> Just so you know, the backspin isn't the way to go on this particular lane, okay? Uh, <laughs> I would have loved it. I thought you were going to say that it scored like a 100 points on your neighbor's Oh, ball. that would have been great. <laughs> like, no, that wouldn't well. have been embarrassing at all. That would have been so fucking cool. I You're like, you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. I would have been a hero. Yeah. But no, not in this case. Um, and then... I also this week started a new romance novel. Ooh. It's called It Happened One Summer and it's by Tessa Bailey and it's super horny and <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> it's a contemporary romance, which I don't read very often. I mostly read like Regency or Gilded Age, like historicals. Nice. So, um, so this is like V cute. It's kind of Schitt's Creek inspired. Like the girl is very oh, inspired by Alexis. Okay. Um, and then the guy is a fishing boat captain, you know, is sort of a fish out of water, like L.A. influencer has to stay in a harbor town sort of story and falls in love with a fishing boat captain. <laughs> and apparently it's being optioned for a movie. It's going to be turned yeah. into a rom-com. So I think that's great, too. So, yeah, I'm really those, enjoying it. Those sex scenes will get so tamed. I know. What a drag. Yeah. What a drag. Because I have to tell you that Brendan, our hero, is quite the dirty talker. Ooh. And he's never going to make it to a (laughs) PG-13. We need an X-rated rom-com. When is that going to (laughs) happen? Yeah. Like like something that is like big enough budget that there's not just pretend plot, that it's actual plot, but Mm -hmm. there is actual steamy sexiness. Come on. Yeah. It's just like, I feel like that's a moneymaker. Yeah, it absolutely is a moneymaker for sure. And people with actual chemistry. <laughs> right. <laughs> and who can actually play. act. And who are... can actually act. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Get on it, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Bay Patrol makes movies. Next billion dollar idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> um, um, I had like a funny romance novel uh, incident this weekend. <laughs> romance novel incident. <laughs> How many of those have I had in my life? <laughs> Um, so a while back, I kind of forgot I did this, but when we first started this podcast, I was like, I'm going to start reading romance novels because then it would be something that we can talk about. And I, I like, they interest me conceptually. Yeah. Yeah. But they've like, so I downloaded one and started to read it and it's like, just didn't hook me in whether or not it's like the right one. I have no idea. Or just like a genre, like fiction's hard for me anyway. So probably just like not something I will do, but I forgot that I had it. In the books, my books section on my iPad. Oh, no. And my this year for Passover, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> we decided to go <laughs> all digital so that we didn't have to print out like all of the readings and stuff. Uh-huh. So, 
golly. So please, please. You're like a reading from the book of John. His quivering member tapped against her clitoris. No. In fact, I wish I had. But uh, and it wasn't even really that embarrassing. But like my sister-in-law sent out like all of the the readings and I pulled it up in my books app and it like pulled up my library and my sister and I were sharing my iPad because she didn't like have one and I <laughs> pull it up and then I, I can't even remember what it is but it's like like werewolf man the, the sex capades or something and, like werewolf man colon the sex capades is title of F dude it is called it is given he is risen yes hello. um yeah so I was just like very quickly like opened the other document I was like okay let's read about Elijah <laughs> not werewolf man yeah so um I don't think actually any Anybody notice, but I like, you know, when you get that immediate flush. Oh, hot like, face. I just don't want to have to explain. This. Nope, definitely <laughs> not. I'm going to endeavor to find the right romance novel for you. I have one in mind. It's so nasty. I don't think I can talk about it on this podcast. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I like that. That's what you go to first. <laughs> well, because I just feel like it's so weird that you'd yeah. be like, this is bizarre. Oh, it yeah. was a huge hit on TikTok. So Book Talk was very into it. So it's not like this is like, I don't know, in the ninth layer of hell, like hidden away in a scary vault. It's like, it's just really weird and like I don't know I loved it I thought it was bizarre and cool and fun Um, but it's real weird I doubt it have you ever read Bataille's story of the eye because this was a required text in art school and let me tell you it is surrealist erotica yeah and it is quite something is there eye fucking there is um I get confused. There are egg portions and eye portions. Like there's a lot. There's also a a milk sitting portion, but they're at a bullfight at one point. And I can't remember if at that point either he he like inserts an egg or an eye into her. I can't quite remember. (laughs) It's been a while since I read it, but it's a lot of like, yeah, really just wild stuff. Yeah. And it was written, I think, in the 1920s. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, the 20s were filled with all sorts of weird. Yeah. Actually, now I'm going to look it up because it might even be earlier than that. But I... I was right. It was published in 1928. Look at you. Oh, my God. So good. Um, yeah. It's it's a, a tale of young love. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Sounds hot. Yeah. And that's only one small part of the whole thing. So. <laughs> I feel like this is going to veer towards cannibalism soon. So I'm going to yes. cut it off and say, Lauren, do you have any gossip this week? I do. Okay, great. Um, so this... Is something that's been going around TikTok. I've seen it crop up before. Mm -hmm. So this is um, a bit of gossip that I think actually originated on Reddit like three years ago, Mm. but has become popular um, on TikTok in the last few months again. And I've seen it a few times in my feed. And it involves a very large retirement community in Florida called The Villages, which also happens to be where my father lives. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know what this is, and I'm so amped, but I cannot believe your dad lives there. Yes. Oh, my heart is filled with joy. Um, All right. So just to set the scene for everybody. So the villages, if you don't know, many people do. It's fairly notorious. um, And it is often at the center of a lot of gossip. (laughs) Um, So it is the largest retirement community community in Florida. I think it is actually the largest retirement community in the world. 
but I couldn't actually corroborate that fact. But that is what I've been told. That seems right, doesn't it? it? Because the largest one in the world should be in Florida. And if that's the largest one in Florida, it does it does seem to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is huge. Okay, it is like depending on the source, it has between 180 and 130 thousand residents. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's a giant city. Yeah. It's like 20 miles by 20 miles. Wow. Um, I think it has like 50 golf courses. There is a book that gets published every week that has like all of the club meetings in it. Oh, my god. And gosh. like all of the activities you can do and like, you know, everything from like almost professional level, like sporting things to, um, you know, novice. I've never done this before. I just want to try it out. Like. There are, it sounds fun, I have to be honest. I'm kind of like, fun. I want to live there and do clubs and have friends and whatever and all, and always have like a whole book filled with things to do. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally get it. I yeah. mean, it's also kind of my nightmare. Like, I wouldn't want Same. that. But I'm psyched. <laughs> I'm like, like, it sounds fun. And then I'm also like, I could not do that. What am I talking about? <laughs> I get it. I wouldn't want to do it in Florida. But anyway, it's wonderful. And like my dad, especially, he's somebody who didn't really get to do that stuff as a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, he worked really young and then he didn't get to go to college. He didn't have like a lot of those things that a lot of people go through where they have like those fun phases of life. He kind of was always helping to support his family and then he was helping to support our family. So it's really awesome. And he gets to have fun. There are like a thousand pools. I don't actually know. Those aren't really one thousand like, pools. That would be yeah. incredible. <laughs> now that's a situation you could get behind. You'd you would be like, I would like to try one th- each of one thousand pools. I love how many pools there are. Yeah, my dad and I would like, you know, have dinner, drink a cocktail, drive the golf cart to like a different pool every night. It's so fun. Anyway, um, is, and that correct me if I'm wrong, but that is a community where people typically do do a lot do do (laughs) (laughs) people typically do a lot of their uh transportation via golf cart no yes yes um almost I, i would venture to guess that every household has a golf cart um and like my dad, when he bought his house, I think it came with a golf cart. Um, That's so funny. Yeah. And I did look up. There are over 70,000 golf carts, estimated 70,000 golf carts in the villages. So most people only use their car if they're like leaving the t- like the town of the villages to go out to do like bigger shopping and things like that. But you can go to like the grocery store on your golf cart. You can go to any anywhere. Yeah. And it's fun because there are the roads and then there are the golf cart paths, which are more fun. It's it's sort of like living in a mini golf course. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, that kind of sells it. But like not mini. <laughs> yeah, know? a yeah. maxi golf course. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I guess it's just called the golf course. But... <laughs> I like maxi golf cars better because now I'm imagining things like 25% bigger on a golf course. Like oh, a mini golf course is like 25% smaller. I feel like that. that... <laughs> That makes sense because you also kind of feel like a kid. So you feel like small and I don't know. It's sort of delightful. Anyway, not to pull my father into this more than I planned. But anyway, (laughs) so that's my my history with the villages. And um, it's a very fun place. But um, so this piece of gossip is that (laughs) people in the villages have been buying shower loofahs in different colors and putting them on the antennas of their cars, not their golf carts, but their vehicles, mm-hmm. um, to signal like different sexual preferences and what they're like looking for. It's the hanky code, it's people. The hanky code for retirees. <laughs> oh my and... god, I love it. And you mean like the little plastic loofahs? Yes, like that you the, would get at like Walmart. The floofy, the floofy loofah. Yeah, <laughs> not like the natural loofah. Yeah. 
I wish we had Rob Laux on this episode to talk like, about this. Oh my God, retiree hanky code. It's amazing. Uh, um, I love finding a subculture that has like a code. Oh, same. Um, not that retirees are a subculture, but, <laughs> but I feel but like those the, with, yeah, who want to signal their sexual proclivities publicly, I suppose, are. And it's the villages, right? right. That's yeah. the subculture of it for That's sure. True. Um, okay, so a white loofah, which is what I have in my own shower, <laughs> uh, is for novices and beginners. Mm, that's not true. A, per- a purple loofah is for voyeur and people who like to watch. Um, pink, soft swap, people who like to do it with others in the room. Blue, lowest level of full swap, those who can play well with others. Yellow, mid-level swap, for those who want to have fun but are still nervous. Black, Full swap for those who who say to hell with it and let's uh, and let it all go down. <laughs> and teal bisexual for those who want to increase their dating chances, which is a really interesting a, way of framing that. Strange lens, but okay. I feel like all of it is written very strangely. But yeah. Um, and this the great thing about the information that I just read to you is it's like <laughs> It's made to look like it's on, like, official Villages letterhead. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. I think this is so precious. But I do would like to go down there and lead, you know, a sex ed, you know, segment on, you know, protecting yourself against STDs. Yes. <laughs> or well, getting checked big, more often. One of the big rumors of the Villages is that it is, like, America's right. leading hotspot mm-hmm. for STDs. And while, of course, STDs exist there like they do everywhere, it turns out that that is very much just a rumor that doesn't actually like Got it. rank more highly. But there are some really choice quotes that I found <laughs> that I really love. Um, so there is um, this guy, Andrew Blackman, who wrote um, he wrote a book called Leisureville Adventures in a World Without Children. And <laughs> I found an article that pulled these these few quotes out. Every night is Saturday night and nobody's getting pregnant. <laughs> what a dream. And another one. You put a bunch of people in a terrarium with beer and Viagra and things happen. Oh, my God. Things do. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so the recent kind of resurgence of this was um, due to a post from an Orlando-based drag queen named Tora, and it's gotten like 450,000 views just on TikTok when I looked at it. I might be in other places, too, so I'm sure it's probably in the millions. Um, and so it has been circulating again and again. But it does turn out, like I said, it's beginning that like the I think the from what I could find, the original post was from like three years ago on Reddit. Um yeah, so Tora's post was basically just that song, like, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, that oh, song. no, 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 yeah. no, no. And pictures yeah. of a whole bunch of cars with the different color loofahs oh, on them. Oh, yeah, great. And it was great. And we'll we'll post it. But anyway, as I, as I mentioned before, the Villages has been like, there have always been rumors just like swirling around the Villages. It sort of has this like mythology of being oh, this like yeah. place for like wild and free elders, which I'm so into. Uh, Right. I was just thinking that. I was like, this is, we are down. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people react to it and they recoil and it's like a spectacle because we don't think of older people as sexual. That's right. And And we also think about our parents immediately. Yeah. So like, no, no, this is somehow like morally gross or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. And having a father who lives there, I was like, "Ah!" but (laughs) earmuffs, earmuffs. But I do want to say, I hope all these these elders are getting their freak on and doing the things that maybe they haven't felt like they could do for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. 
However, I will say it turns out that it's actually absolutely not true. Oh, <laughs> it's like no. just a rumor. And um, <laughs> I hate it when gossip is a lie. I know. <laughs> um, but it's fun to think about. And I know, I feel like it is, it one is of fun those to do think no about. harm yeah. gossips. Yeah. Um, and there are certainly plenty of, of, elders getting down and there are a couple of funny examples yes please um, so i'll just give two examples but um a, a couple was caught um in the act <laughs> on top of a metal utility box <laughs> at 8 30 in the morning <laughs> broad daylight wow florida sun where did you get this information is it from like the village's newsletter <laughs> Um, some of this was from a, a village's blog. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, one of these is from a Palm Beach newspaper. Mm-hmm. And then um, a lot of little snippets on Reddit with links to various news articles. That is so yeah. funny. So um, and then <laughs> another couple was arrested having sex in a town square, oh. which, um, first of all, let me tell you about the town square. So there's oh. three big town squares. They have live music every night. Wow. And there's like a bar at each corner of the town square. It's wow. like a bar kiosk. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, people like dance and they have a great time. Um, when I went, it was like a Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons cover band. <laughs> and, I'm into that. I'm actually yeah. really into that. Yeah, and they're good musicians. <laughs> I love that. The drinks are cheap. So you can imagine what it leads to. But also, these squares often hold political rallies and usually of the Republican persuasion. Yeah. And so this square that where the couple was arrested having public sex is also somewhere where like Mitt Romney and Sarah Palin have given speeches. So I just. Uh, yes. Yeah. It just was fantastic. So um, anyway, yeah, it turns out it is not um the leading hotspot for STDs, nor do the loofahs actually mean that people are looking for sex. It's just what they do to find their cars. They oh. often also use a pool noodle. Oh. The thing is... Wait, a whole pool noodle? No, but they'll like take a section of a pool noodle and put it on their antenna. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> things like that. Because I'm you imagining could... <laughs> a whole pool noodle. I actually imagined it like soldered to the top of their vehicle as right. like a swangle-dangle flag <laughs> of their country. Like two loofah balls. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's a population that maybe is like more likely to not remember where they parked. Plus, they don't drive their cars all that often because they're in their golf cart most of the time. Yeah. And I kid you not, every fucking car is white. <laughs> every car is white. <laughs> so understandable that they. But but I'm like, well, why are you all choosing the loofah then? <laughs> that solves the problem. But um, anyway, I would like to keep the gossip alive because I do think that talking about retirees and the fact that they are sexually active is important and we shouldn't be grossed out about it. And I hope that they find a way to signal to each other what they're looking for and that they find it. I hope so, too. And I want to move down there and open up a sex clinic in the villages. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> totally should. It would be the best. Good. I would love it. If any providers are interested, please contact me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I you can go hang it. out with my dad. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'll he visit. Could, he could become the face of the clinic. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, we should maybe just take a Bay Patrol field trip to Florida. That oh, sounds great. <laughs> and right. We have a million Bay Patrol field, field books. Field books. <laughs> <laughs> we have a million Bay Patrol field trips on the books. We do. Yeah. I like to, you know, plan one that we may hypothetically do every episode. I think that's perfect. Yeah. So, Ashley, do you have any gossip? I sure do, but you can't tell anyone. Okay. <laughs> um, so a couple of weeks ago, yet again, I'm going to say I posted something in my Instagram stories um, requesting gossip um, from my Instagram followers and buddies. And I like had a leading statement there, like, tell me about like a group you've been in or something. And I said, like, maybe you were in an MLM or maybe you're in a choir or maybe this or that. And that's how we got last week's gossip. But I also got this week's gossip from that method. Um, So I want to share that with you today. Um, But I need a name for our busybody. Let's do Megan. Megan. Okay. So this story takes place all the way across the country in Portland, Oregon. Um, And Megan is there. This is 10 years ago. And she is married. And she is sort of like in an interesting position. Her marriage is sort of ending. She's starting to find out like really freaky sort of things about her husband, like total double life Mm. stuff. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Um, And she's young and she's like finding out like lots of stuff that that freak her out. But specifically, she finds out that he has like mafia connections that she didn't know about. I mean, really wild, right? Mafia theme. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. And so she's like really just you know, starting to be like, I think I have to get out of this, but like, it's all coming really fast. So she's like, like, whoa. And she decides that she's going to get sober also. She decides at this point, like she needs to get sober. And the day she decides to get sober, she opens up Instagram and she sees this post from this woman who's really pretty, who lives in her area, who's also young and who is like sort of serving some posts about herself, like honesty posting And it turns out like works for an MLM. But Megan at this point doesn't actually really know what an MLM is. Like she doesn't have any friends or any people in her life who are like into that and hasn't really like consumed any media that talks about how how exploitative they are well, or anything 10 like years that. ago, there was so much less of that. Absolutely. It was like hard to find. Totally. Ten it was year- so much a huge part of the culture where these, I mean, MLMs, it, we were MLM crazy a decade ago. I, yes, a hundred percent. And so she really didn't like know what was what that was about but this woman was posting about it and this woman was also posting about her sobriety journey mm. as connected to this like work with this MLM so they end up connecting and Megan joins up it's tough because it's one of those MLMs that is like kind of multifaceted. It's definitely the thing where you're supposed to like recruit people. And so Megan is going to be on this woman's team. Like, it, you know, this person is referred to as her coach or whatever, you know, the, those terms yeah. in like corporate America. So they're into that. <laughs> her mentor. And yeah, exactly. Coach, mentor. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so and it, the MLM is focused on like uh, it's pretty heavy into kind of diet culture. It's really into like weight loss, but also like wellness, but also like supplements. Mm-hmm. I think specifically like smoothie additives and other oh, yeah. other supplements. And then also 
um, like working out and then also specific categorization of foods. So it's like many different things at once, but you're supposed to recruit people who are like going to take accountability for their wellness under you. Mm -hmm. And then you are going to sell to those people like all the supplements and stuff. And then also I think you have to like buy into their like exercise regimen or something in some way. I don't really know that whatever. But so Megan decides that she's going to do this and she starts doing it right away. And this woman that she connected with, like really pretty clearly can see that like Megan is a perfect person for her to take because what she, what Megan comes to find out is that like a lot of the people involved in this particular MLM are like real mom types, Mm. Uh, you know, like sort of a little bit conservative, like their story is probably more like, after I had children, I wanted to look great or whatever, you know? And so, and this woman, uh, Megan's coach is really looking for like cool, hip, like young people to like make the brand cooler, but also to sell into like the cool people living in Portland. Yeah. To like break into that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Break into that market, to that emerging market or whatever. And so basically it's like how, who can we find who's a really good ambassador to like break into like this emerging market and maybe like kind of force the hip people of Portland to buy (laughs) supplements, weight loss supplements. Yeah. And so at the same time though, Megan is like, well, it is helping me because it does. Like, you know, she is feeling better Mm -hmm. and she is noticing changes in her body. She has shared that like she now is like, I think it's because I was like getting sober and eating real food and like taking Mm -hmm. care of myself. It's not necessarily because I was like using these supplements or whatever, but regardless, like she didn't know that at the time. And so that became like part of her posting, you know, about like her journey. And that was really attractive to a lot of people. And she was pretty good at it. Honestly, she had like a lot of people who followed her and posted a lot of great stuff on social media anyway, and was a really good follow. And so it became like, a good thing for her. And then after a while, she was, as she was like dealing with like her marriage kind of falling apart, she was like starting to get the ick mm-hmm. from the MLM. And she was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And at this time, it's when she was really finding out about the mafia stuff with her marriage and realizing wow. that she was going to have to like end this marriage and leave probably the West Coast and like figure out where to go and like, you know, how she was going to do that, you know, because she's just working this one job that she's like now not interested in or isn't like a good fit for her. Yeah. And she's trying to get sober. And going through so much life change. So much. Yeah. So anyway, so she's like not posting very much. And the gossip really that I'm bringing Mm -hmm. to you today is that her coach slash mentor started calling her and leaving her these unhinged voicemails. And like, they weren't like, hey, I've noticed you haven't been posting a lot. Like, are you okay? They were like, why the fuck aren't you posting? Like (laughs) unhinged scream ranting. And then like being like, why aren't you posting all these things? And like, why aren't you getting your people involved? And like, we aren't seeing the kind of engagement that we're supposed to be seeing from your account and like all this stuff. And so finally, Megan's like, I'm just going to tell her the truth. Cause like, how could anyone be mad at me if they hear what I'm actually managing (laughs) and like what I'm dealing with? And so Megan tells her and she basically goes, yeah, I mean, I get that. But like, are you taking your supplements? You really should be taking your supplements and you really need to be posting. Use this information in your posts as a way to gain like vulnerability points to make me money. Yeah. So fucked up. So anyway, basically like Megan made it out. Like she's out. She's done. She was like 
if anything could seal the fucking deal, it was that bullshit for sure. But like, I was just like really stunned. I was also stunned thinking about how this woman who was like raking Megan over the coals as Megan is like going through something really massive. And already exploiting her vulnerability, I'm guessing. Oh, like, I'm It's sure. just like, oh, this is the perfect person to manipulate because they're going through some stuff. Right. And this person, this woman, the coach, had also gotten sober and like had gone through like the harrowing journey of recovery. And to talk to someone so early on in their sobriety <sighs> journey yeah. in that way and just exploit them in that way. Like I heard this story and I was like, that's fucking crazy. But I also was viciously fucking mad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like fucking bullshit. It is. It is like, how do you take advantage of other women in vulnerable positions who are like in a major crisis and, you know, and figure out how you can make money off of them? Like you've got to you should be ashamed of yourself, lady. Yeah. By making their life harder and more mm -hmm. painful mm -hmm. and endangering them. Yeah. Yeah. For for what? For supplements? Right. For <laughs> quote unquote health. Yeah, like, exactly. For wellness. Yeah. yeah. You're doing a great job helping this person feel well. Yeah. I also will say, just as an aside, that Megan shared that when she was doing some of the trainings for this MLM, she remembers doing like a like a marketing training where they were like, these are the emojis you have to use. These are the emojis that people respond to with money. It was like kissy face and eye roll emojis. <laughs> she, she was like, I mean, it was 10 years ago, so they were like terrible the yeah. emojis. But like those were like the ones that stuck out for her. We so use the kissy funny. face all the time. Yeah. Oh, no, not really a kissy face. Just the, there's the kiss. Yeah. So never mind. I was like, Ooh, maybe it's kiss, the kiss and lipsticks. Yeah. No, we like, <laughs> like the oh, lips. No. Yeah, we don't the use lips. the face as much. But yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just was like incensed but also i was like that is kind of i was like megan that is pretty juicy oh definitely <laughs> yeah oh my god so glad she made it out oh me too of everything yeah me Hell too yeah. That's, yeah that's a lot to get through all at once i can't even imagine so yep and to come out and find the humor in it and be willing to share it i love it thank you so much for that <laughs> okay. so ashley do you have any profiles this week? Yeah, I just found this one that I want you to describe what, what's going on here because I definitely, <laughs> it made me laugh. That's really <laughs> it. I have nothing exciting to say about that except for that. And you'll do a little description. It starts out normal. It gets weird. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Yeah. So here is... Um, has really intense cheekbones. Yeah. I was going to go right to his age, but it doesn't really matter. But he um, is wearing like a, just like an Adidas tracksuit in front of a Venetian blind. <laughs> yeah. um, just, and that's it. It's really just like his shoulders and head. And he has like really intense face shape and almost a high and tight haircut, but with like a little bit more growth. Like very angular features. Extremely yeah. kiki. <laughs> yeah, he's very kiki. Yeah, he has like, a point in his nose and like a squared off jaw and like a really sharp cheekbone and like angled, what it's called, eyebrows and uh, like kind of intense piercing eyes. Thank you for um, saying that because I would also like to posit okay. that we are seeing a doll eye. Would you not? Oh, yes. Do you absolutely. see a doll eye? He's yeah. looking through yeah. whatever's in front of the camera, like a yeah. beyond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like a almost pursed lip, like tight and flat and like a little just expressionless in the mouth as well. It's not a smile and it's not a frown. It's just like mm -hmm. placid, mm -hmm. but a little bit tightened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some very 
Russian fashion going on here. The tracksuit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, how many swipes am I doing? Like uh, I think like three or four. You'll okay. know when you're at the end. <laughs> I don't know. Like as if like if I go one. I, there's one no further, nudes. You won't see any nudes in there. I hope. Nudes. No, just kidding. I mean, not that I would mind seeing. Them, yeah. but, um, <laughs> okay. So. There's a redhead. I see her boobs. <laughs> She's hot. <laughs> Swipe the good way. Um, all right. The prompt is my biggest date fail. And his answer is just dot, 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 dot. Yeah. Not even an ellipses, but four dots. Yep. And then the photo that comes right after that is almost entirely a black square. Yeah. And then there's one little, like, I would say not even a quarter of the image. There's like a bar over on the left side where there's... Just like uh, well, who I'm assuming is his face, although it looks pretty different from the first photo. And he's like sticking his hand out. It's hard to know what's going on. There are multiple people in this photo, but you can't see any of them. Yeah, because he's, like yeah, he's like censored the whole thing. The whole just thing. With, enti- with entirely black. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really pretty amazing. All right. Another prompt. I'll give you the setup. You guess the punchline. <laughs> and his response is dot, dot, dot. Dot, 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 dot. Interesting. Bizarre. Yeah, Isn't keep that going. SSS? No. Morse yes, code? it is. Yeah, it is. And also, just so you know, all the prompts are answered with these fucking dots. Yeah. And I <laughs> sort did, of getting that feeling. And I pulled up Morse code to see if it spelled something. I was like, oh, is this a military guy? Because I'm getting I'm getting military from the doll eyes and the high and tight. Yeah. Um, it's giving military. It is. It is <laughs> and, <giving> military. <laughs> and so I pulled up the Morse code and no, it's just like H and S. And then in the next prompt, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, S and O are the only letters I know in Morse yeah. code. So There's like, just no dashes. So is, it's not yeah. making anything interesting. Yeah. And he's like car shot wearing just like a blue zip up, a matching blue, like navy blue hat, like Nike hat. And he is, again, got some serious doll eyes. Mm-hmm. Piercing but dead, vacancy. Piercing but vacant, like yeah. in even creepier in this photo than yes. in the first one. Yep, totally. And then once again, typical Sunday, just dots in a strange sequence of spaces between them. Yeah. Let's see. Six dots, then four dots, then three dots. Yep. Then a photo that is just a black square, and then another just a black <laughs> blank square. Yeah, that's it. And then it is over. Wow. Puzzling, eh? I was like, oh, man. Yeah. I was like, because, you know, you see those profiles where it's like just all, you know, images with no like answers to prompts, but you don't actually have to answer the prompts if you don't want to. You could just put up images and Mm -hmm. post. So it's he selected, he chose to do these strange patterns of dots. And I was like, alien, AI, is this a robot? (laughs) <laughs> I was like, what is this? What's going on? So I personally think he is a person who is like locked up and will share none of his information, but is hoping that he'll snare oh. someone by the, not locked up physically. I just mean like locked up emotionally. I don't oh, know. Just oh. will share nothing. <laughs> he was in jail. No, like, no, no, like no. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think he's a prisoner, but I think that he, uh, or incarcerated. I think that he just like, it will not share of himself. And I, or he is like an actual psychopath, like looking to do harm. Mm-hmm. But he is a real freaky dicky. I definitely could get like a CIA or like intelligence agent from him. Like I will not share anything, but I am looking for someone on here. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 
I don't get that vibe, mm. but I do get uh, just because he doesn't seem smart enough. Yeah, that, totally. I don't know. I, yeah. Um, I feel like he'd come up with a better solution if he was like actually in some sort of like. Yeah. Intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also apparently these days I'm like getting really conspiracy minded because then I got to chill it out because it feels like every episode I'm like, it's an AI. It's, it's the FBI. They're spies from Russia. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is that I feel like he, maybe he's looking for somebody who's interested in formulating conspiracies. So he's trying to like sort of code his profile hmm. for those eyes, for somebody mm-hmm. to try and figure it out and for them to be like, SSS. <laughs> well, target or... audience reached then. Yeah. <laughs> Mission complete. Yeah, exactly. Um, when are we getting together? <laughs> yeah, but he's really frightening. Yeah, yeah he like, gives me like such, and not even red flags. He gives me like run, run, run. Yeah, vibes. absolutely. Instant yeah. deal breaker. Yep. Yeah. Don't go out with that man. Swipe on my spot. Yeah, exactly. Swipe the scaredy way. <laughs> yeah, swipe the block way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Thank yep. you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> What about you? Do you have any profiles this week? I have one little photo from a profile that I I wanted to enter into the collection of Virgo men. Oh, nice. (laughs) Okay. I'd like you to describe (laughs) this photo. Okay. Well, I'm really into it. (laughs) Okay. Um, This gentleman has um, beard stubble and a little gray patch on his chin. Which I think is really cute. And just like normal man hair. And he his brow is furrowed. He is disappointed and sort of miffed. <laughs> and he is pointing with his finger. First of all, he's coming out the side of the photo. So yeah, like he's like popping into yeah, the photo he's frame. Popping into the photo frame. And he has a little finger up and it's pointing at the microwave, at a microwave in a room that has baby blue countertops in the kitchen. And then there's a thought bubble that he has crafted into this photo. And the thought bubble says, someone left the microwave open in the break room. (laughs) And there's no other caption or anything on the photo. No, there's no other caption and no prompt or anything. And he's disturbed and disappointed by the treatment of this microwave. I find this V funny, but, but yeah, troubles. (laughs) There were other troubling things on his profile, but I thought that that was just like, I'm wondering what the uh, audio prompt is because he answers the he answers with an audio answer. The prompt to me, relaxation is. And I'm like, wow, what's that got to be like scrubbing the grout for 4.5 hours on a Saturday? <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but I remember I listened to it and it did not warrant me taking a video of it. Oh, yeah. It was so boring. It was probably boring yeah. and not all that Virgo-y. So <laughs> it didn't support my thesis, but. <laughs> Our thesis. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My thesis for him. Uh-huh. But yes. Yeah, I got it. Your. Um. Yeah, that's really the only profile I have. I love it. I'm glad to enter him into the catalog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought maybe it would be fun if you wanted to do another session of swiping on my hinge. I ache for it. I burn, I pine, I perish. I know that we told people we'd come back to it. More. Did you talk to that guy that I messaged last time? I did, yeah. So I remember like thinking like, oh, he probably won't text because these have been in my like liked for like a month and by yeah. the time i like broke down the gear and went out to my car he had messaged me Amazing. i was like oh and we talked a little bit and he seems nice but then i like i'm really bad about keeping up with my messages and i sort of forgot about it and then i messaged him back and i was like i'm sorry i'm really bad at this and i haven't heard back from him so. <laughs> oh no so this is our first one <laughs> his name is Nelson. 
Um, and this first photo is of drinking an espresso martini and he's flashing a peace sign at the camera. He's not making eye contact with the camera. He's in a restaurant and there are heart-shaped Mylar balloons behind him. <laughs> um, he liked the photo of you on the beach with Fraser, your dog. He answers the prompt, I'm convinced that. And he said, I could meet someone fun and intelligent in here. He is 39, 5'7". He lives in Massachusetts. He drinks. He smokes sometimes. He's a manager of something. He's bilingual. There's a photo of him with his mom, ostensibly, one would assume, in front of the Christmas tree. A photo of him in a Boston Red Sox cap. I go crazy for food, baseball, and music. A photo of him with a child whose face is not blurred out. Uh. And then together we could at least become really good friends. So let's have a conversation. And then a photo of him in Central Park at the Imagine Circle. And then a photo of him with the little kid again, not blurred out. And he's getting the X. Did he just like a photo or did he respond to he it? He liked the oh. photo. He didn't say anything. But, yeah. Yeah. He lodged lots of red flags X. in there. Yep. Just things that you don't like, you know? Yeah. Um, the next person's name is... So he liked the same photo. No words. It's my first photo. So that's always a red oh, flag Oh, that's me. right. Which you said in the last episode mm-hmm. or the f- episode before. Yeah. And then the first photo of him unsmiling in extremely like prison-like lighting in what looks like a <laughs> cell almost. But... I really know how to pull him in. <laughs> um, and the prompt underneath says, together we could get Vader, my dog, over his fear of water. He lives up by Portland, but not in Portland. He is a Virgo. <laughs> he drinks sometimes. He smokes ganj. He's an office manager. He's apolitical. Ugh. I know. Can I see his picture? Yeah, I'll show you in a sec. There's a photo of him with his dog, Vader, and then there's a photo of just Vader. I geek out on time, parallel universe, multiverse stuff, and other things I lack the education to properly understand. <laughs> That's kind of a good response. Yeah, totally. Another photo of him and Vader. Teach me something about making super stew. I'm a decent cook, but this this escapes me. Which is weird because I think soup's the easiest. And then another photo of him with glasses on this time. And then a link to his Instagram, mostly filled with photos of his dog. (laughs) You said soup or stew. I thought you said a super stew. I'm really good at stew. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just, ex- it's hard. Yeah. Not that I actually, I would X him anyway. But yeah. I, it's hard for me to listen to these and not have a visual. I know. I'm sure. <laughs> now I know how the listeners feel. Yeah. Um, this next guy's name is and um, liked the photo of you. What are you doing? You're like in the countryside with earrings and a little scarf on. Oh, yeah. In California with my sister. Okay. I can't see the face of the person who's with oh, you. Oh, yeah. Because okay. um, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> the first photo is answering a prompt that says my weekends look like. And it's just a photo of in a hat with curly hair and a, like raincoat. And he's got a little, he's got like a very cheery smile, I will say. Mm-hmm. And he has kind of happy looking eyeballs. The hallmark of a good relationship is compassionate and kindness. <laughs> he's 53. He's Catholic. He doesn't have children, is open to children. He drinks. As seen on my mom's fridge is the next prompt, and it's a photo of his feet crossed in front of a fireplace. And there's a guess where this photo is taken, and it's him in front of the ocean with a sunset behind him. 
Typical Sunday, headed for the outdoors, preferably the water, be it ocean, lake, river, or jacuzzi. (laughs) I do love water. The next prompt is take me back to, and it's Dave with his arm around a woman. No, wait, what? You never said this to me. (laughs) Odd thing to put on your dating profile. Take me back to the time when I was with this woman. He also has drawn over her entire head a very gloopy, bloopy, yellow uh, oval shape that's kind of melting with an orange smiley face on it also melting. (laughs) it's a bad choice but i also find it weirdly endearing okay like i don't know weird prompt to put that with yeah for sure i think he's got a little bit of a prompt issue mostly (laughs) the next one is my mantra is gen x yeah yeah. (laughs) my mantra is life is short carpe diem financially emotionally secure gentleman and yogi looking for kind fun and adventurous woman imagine if that whole thing was your mantra (laughs) you sat down to meditate and you said to yourself financially emotionally secure gentleman and yogi looking for kind fun and adventurous woman Uh, as a yogi he should know better (laughs) (sighs) and then um comment if you've been here and it's the north end um and then guess the backstory of this photo and it's a photo of I think a houseboat on the water. You don't really like a yogi, do you? It's kind of a turnoff. Yeah. I'm going to X because none none of that seems like we're doing it. Yeah. The next guy's name is And he liked the photo of you looking directly into the camera with your Megan Stelzer ring on. Okay. He is middle-aged. He has short, dark hair. He has a really cute scarf on. If we won the lottery, let's spend it on traveling, house by the lake, or charity. Something my grandparents taught me, cooking. Nice. He's a scientist. He's trilingual. Very nice. Yeah. Although intimidating. Yeah, I know. I know. Totally. <laughs> oh, I, he's like, I'm supportive of that, but also. <laughs> he has a dog and he has a bird. Oh. Mm. He drinks sometimes and he does no other drugs. Nice. Uh, another cute photo of him in another cute scarf, like on the street. Oh, dear. Then there's photos of him in yoga poses. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he's a Southeast Asian yeah. makes me feel a little bit better about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Next vacation, I want to go to South America. Then there's a photo of him holding, I'm assuming his dog, um, which is like a doodle variety. Mm-hmm. My dream job, if money didn't matter, is to own and operate a food truck. Oh, nice. And there's a cute photo of him, like, backpacking. He's got a huge backpack on his back and then one on his front, and the sun is behind him. He's in sunglasses. And then another photo of him on the top of a mountain. Listen, I think he seems cool. I think he seems nice. I do not think he's your soulmate, and he's getting the X. Sorry. (laughs) All right. I'm going to do one more, and then we're done. Okay? Sounds good. This gentleman's name is Har, and he is... He has no hair. It is shaven completely, but he has a bit of a goatee growing in. He has um, chocolatey brown eyes that are cute, I will say. But he has like a little bit of a sassy sidelong look that he's giving <laughs> the camera. A daily essential, drink a coffee or three. He's your age. He's very tall. He lives near to here. He is Middle Eastern slash white slash Caucasian. He doesn't have children. He is open to children. He has a cat. He is a Leo. You hate Leo men. (laughs) Um, He sometimes drinks. He sometimes smokes ganj. 
He is into a short-term relationship open to long. I'm ultimately looking for a relationship, but I'm in no rush. I want to have good chemistry and a good connection first. And then there's just a few more photos of his face, all with sort of the same expression-ish, which is like a half smile. Best travel story, going to Iceland and finding out there's a penis museum. (laughs) (laughs) And another photo of his face, same expression. Worst idea I've ever had, going through an arranged marriage. Oh, wow. Yeah. I would love to hear about that. Yeah, me too. That would be an interesting story for this this here oh podcast. God. If we could get a guest on who mm-hmm. has been in an arranged marriage or was still in one. Yeah, we'll swipe right on. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a picture of two cats, another photo of his face. Um, I'm going to hand him over to you just to look. Uh, unfortunately, he's also getting the X. Not enough here that connects you two. Yeah. That was fun. Thank you for letting me do that. <laughs> I love swiping on your Hinge profile. Well, I love that you're coming in to clear out some of the clutter. <laughs> yeah, sorry these all were no's today, but you know they what? They almost always are, but yeah. I do love it when you're able to send them a message. It's fun. <laughs> it is fun. I know. Next time. We'll Maybe just keep doing time. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stay tuned. <laughs> um. So do you have a red flag this week? I do. And it actually comes from... The same profile as Virgo Man. Oh, my gosh. And my red flag this week are people who refer to themselves as hipsters. (laughs) (laughs) Or reference other people calling them hipsters. Yeah. And wear it as some kind of badge of pride. Yeah. Like, that's, like, not great hip at all. Yeah. (laughs) It is odd. It's just so awkward. Also, that man was a, a... conservative christian oh geez and i was like what what are you doing what are you talking about that is such a a wild collision of identity i know but i don't know i guess a lot of those like maybe he's like one of the mega church i feel like there's like a hipster a christian hipster thing yes you're totally right yeah Yeah. yep absolutely rock bands Uh uh-huh hip Christian culture. I don't know, but I didn't find anything about him hip um, at all. But also I was, I have seen this. He was just one example. Yeah. I have seen this over and over and over again. And I was like, why would you ever say that? Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah. That is a bummer. Yeah. Hipsters usually kind of used as an insult too. It's like not. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. I think I've never thought, thought about it particularly but now that you've said it i'm like 100 percent yeah behind you on this one yeah i'm not a fan <laughs> sorry do you have a red flag this week i do um i feel weird about this red flag <laughs> so i do need to qualify it i think it's more of a yellow flag because of the fact that it needs qualification so if someone quotes the buddha in their profile I, it yellow flags me. It gives me pause because I don't know what the function is necessarily. Now, of course, there are going to be people who are like from Asia, who are Buddhists, who quote the Buddha. That is great. That's fine. Zero flag on the field for that one. <laughs> when it's a white person, it's like Buddhism is not the red flag. The Buddha is not the red flag. And none of this is a red flag because it's all kind of a yellow flag. But I... I question, I'm just like, what are, like, what is the function of that? Is that to, like, maybe, like, advertise that you are a thoughtful person? Is that to advertise, like, that you read Buddhist texts? Mm -hmm. Like, are you actually Buddhist? Are you a practicing Buddhist? Because there's such a, there's such a, 
And I have to say that there was a time when I could have potentially followed this path that I'm about to rip a little bit. Well, I think those which are the is, ones that are the most painful to read yes, sometimes. Yes, totally. <laughs> which is that like, you know, you're just like a thoughtful person who wants to do like mind expansion. So you read a ton of like self-help texts and you're like, like I found myself reading a ton of like Pema Chodron, for example. And like, that's a time when I would like maybe quote the Buddha or like I spent a chunk of time meditating with Tibetan Buddhists in Vermont. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I've talked about this before. Um, But yeah, I used to drive to Vermont weekly and meditate with the Tibetan Buddhists. And so like that was a time when I, but like I was not a Buddhist person and it was like really more of like, um, like a virtue signal or like a, some sort of, or like just trying to make a statement about myself and my thoughtfulness without actually like backing that up with any like real identity or any real commitment to ideology or belief really. Mm -hmm. It was just like, like, I don't know, me, chopping little quotes out to like help me on my self-healing journey. And I feel like that's, um, well, it is disrespectful to an entire religion of people. So I just, so that's where, why it gives me pause. Cause Mm -hmm. I'm like, where's it coming from? And, you know, are you a practicing Buddhist or is this like, you know, is this just something that you're doing just to do and you don't have a lot of thought behind it or it's is it a signal so yeah it, it yellow flags me in that way Does it definitely makes sense as a signal yeah. yeah signal without without content without any meat mm-hmm. so are you feeling me on that do you, does that make sense yeah it does mm, okay i feel like it's what you said is much more thoughtful than i probably how i would have phrased it but yeah i think it would yeah. be a yellow flag for me too much like yoga is like, yeah it's just right. about like this idea of who you are yeah. as, you know, especially if you're a white person and it's mm-hmm. like I align with these, the Eastern yes. sort of like yeah. philosophy. Like, yeah. wow, that is like really generalizing. Yeah. And also I do want to leave space for like people who are trying lots of things to see what suits them and fits them and like and maybe will go deeply into something. Because yeah. I just. We have to try things. On. Yeah. But like. Again, and I feel like we make this point all the time. What are you trying to do with it on your dating profile? What are you trying to say? It's not Mm -hmm. about maybe what you're interested in, but it's like what? Because it's all about signal. Yeah, right. And so, of course, it reads as a signal Mm -hmm. because that's what the dating profile is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you have any green flags this week? I do. my green flag this week is um, hot guys with dorky voices. Oh, my God. <laughs> Something about that combo. Wow. And I found this TikTok that I'm going to play for you. Please. Um, I'm actually. it perfectly. My heart is all over this green flag. I am actually kind of in mid swoon. <laughs> You're going to swoon hard in a second here. Oh, golly. Let me give us a little pause. Okay. So, so I would just like you to look at how handsome this man is. Oh, yeah. He is like a classically hot Norwegian man with like long blonde hair, like flipped over. Yeah. Like, I mean, he is like a classic 10, like just like he's like a Disney character, classic 10. Yeah. I did see this TikTok earlier today. Oh, you did? Yeah. I almost sent it to you and I was like, no, I'm going to save it. For yeah, I saw it. And I do love what's coming. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what's amazing is that I already had written down my green flag for today. Mm-hmm. And then like, like right before I came over here, I got served this TikTok. And I was like, <laughs> that is the perfect illustration of exactly what I'm saying. It's great. It's the best. 
Hi, I'm from Norway. Where are you from? I was wondering maybe you want to go home to my place so we can do the good thing. <laughs> uh, it's so good. So just for context, it. the like TikTok is about hot Norwegian men. And like they're like when the hot Norwegian man approaches approaches you and it's like pony is playing <laughs> and then he speaks and he's like no it's so good it's so cute i love it i know he's really just something yeah what a specimen mm-hmm. just one of those people who was like so classically good looking that nobody can dispute it at oh, all totally. and is like so not my type but also it's just like no one would ever say this man is not hot it's yeah not exactly like yeah yeah empirically he is attractive as they say in when harry met sally yes yes I love that you quoted that little <laughs> rom-com quote. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best rom-com ever. I, I believe so funny. this. I can't stand it. What? <laughs> I think it is the worst. I think it is number one on my list with a wow. bullet. Wow. We'll have to get into that someday. <laughs> I don't even want to do this podcast with you anymore. I'm actually, this is the end of our friendship. Episode 22 of Baby Trolls. Goodbye. (laughs) Wow. Oh my God. Okay. Well, my new red flag is. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) No, my new red flag is hiding when Harry met Sally. That's okay. You're allowed to have your feelings. Uh, All right. Do you have a green flag today? Sure. It's not me, that's for sure. No. <laughs> um, yeah, my green flag is um, such a personal green flag. It's like something that is important to me and possibly me alone. I don't know. I'm sure there are people who agree with me, but I think a green flag is a man who is a direct communicator. Oh, yeah. Now, a lot of people talk about the importance of communication in relationships where they say, like, I'm looking for someone who is a good communicator, but we never actually get into the nitty gritty of what what does that mean? Like when you say it? So, cause I think everyone, when they say I want a good communicator means a different thing and we never really like self-define. And so for me, like, I really, I know it's easy to be a passive communicator and more comfortable to be a passive communicator. And I've said before, I sort of suspect that I'm somewhere on the autism spectrum because I have a really hard time with really passive communication. I don't always pick up on what someone's trying to tell me. Mm -hmm. And I like, and the way I've learned how to function with that is that I start to ask direct questions and I force the person to directly tell me what they're actually saying because Mm -hmm. I don't really understand. When I was younger, I was not confident enough and I didn't feel empowered enough to like, like to the, to push a conversation into a more direct space so that I could understand what we were actually talking about or what was actually going on. Hmm. Um, and now that I'm older, I'm like, no, I deserve to understand what's being said to me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. in a relationship. Yeah, and it sounds really easy and normal, except it's just that like I think people who are super totally nor- neurotypical are just like like I pick up on a lot of nuance, but I think sometimes like it filters through like a filter that's just slightly different from other people's filters. And so because of that, I don't want, I would really love to move into a place in my life where I have to rely much less on people's subtext and instead actually demand that they tell me what they want, need, or are actually saying, and they don't leave it to me to try to understand what they're like gesticulating towards, but not really saying. Yeah. And really interesting. Sorry, I just cut you off a little bit there. It's okay. And I think like the green flag of it is when someone is like, confident and settled in their bones enough that they can just communicate directly with me. They don't have to use like subterfuge or subtext to get what they want or need from me. They're like, they are just centered enough that they 
can move through the world like being themselves or just being direct. It's um, it it settles me. It makes me feel soothed and it mm-hmm. makes me feel deeply safe. Yeah. And I, happy. <laughs> I could see that would be so relaxing, too, because mm-hmm. you don't you can let go of the trying to pick up on signals and you mm-hmm. can let go of what, what I think you are very good at, which is reading the subtext. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe you don't entirely feel that way, but you're incredibly intuitive mm-hmm. and you do pick up on small signals in a way that like most people I've ever met don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's like maybe one of those things where if you're like an overthinker or you're always <laughs> kind of like in this Bingo, State bingo, of bingo. Over, right. Of like overanalyzing everything. Like yeah. it's exhausting. Yeah. Even if that's your quote unquote natural state of being. Yeah. The idea of being with somebody who you can learn to trust that they're going to communicate their needs and desires directly to you and you can let go of some of that. Like what a beautiful space. Thank you. That's inhabit. actually exactly what it is. Thank you so much for zeroing in on that. It's trust building. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, because I feel afraid and on pins and needles with people who I know can't communicate directly with me because I know that I'm going to have to use every trick in my book to like decipher them. Yeah. And I am happy to do some of that, but I will tell you that the older I get, the more I act, I feel actual annoyance <laughs> in, in me about it, you know, yeah. like I, I, I get compassion fatigue for people who are afraid to communicate directly. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that like, I know why that's there. It's because they've been traumatized in their family unit or in past relationships where they aren't allowed to have needs, where they aren't allowed to bring themselves fully to a relationship and that there is work that I can do to make them feel comfortable or to work on them feeling comfortable enough to be direct communicators with me. I get all of that. And there's stuff that they have to do to. To. Right. Like yeah, we you can't both, be the only one doing yeah, the work. You yeah. can't do the work for them. That's right. And yeah. this is like all part of my like lifelong desire to not overfunction in relationships and like to empower my partners because like my history of overfunctioning within relationships has disempowered my partners and disempowered the relationship. Mm. And I don't want to do that. I want my partner to feel powerful yeah. and centered and they have to want that for themselves too though. Yeah. And so there's just like many processes here. Now the thing is, is that like <laughs> I say all of that and I try to be quite direct at this age. I've gotten so much better at being direct or stopping myself in the middle of an indirect communication and saying, I'm going to do this differently here Mm -hmm. and like restarting directly. And the thing is, is that it lands differently for different people. If people are very, very like traumatized in their past relationships, then direct communication can feel too intense. They don't like to feel like the glare of like straight talk. Um, Yeah. And so I also try to use a lot of skills from my best friend, Abby, who knows how to speak into the hearing of every person in the universe. That's her superpower and her trauma. (laughs) And um, and so like I try to channel her sometimes when I'm with like more tender hearted people and like always want to be compassionate, obviously, in the way that I'm communicating. And I fuck up on that a lot, too, because I can get really barky. And I think I've said before in my last job, I really had a sword. And so like I would find myself being overly direct to the plate to a point where people were like, that sounds mean. And I was like, damn it, you know? Uh, <laughs> so it's it a, it's hard. learning. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all a lesson. But yeah. but it really just, and sometimes I say to people, can you say it to me a little more directly? Like I've started saying that now mm-hmm. where I'm like, I don't- For really asking what, what you need, asking for what you need. Yeah. And that is something I just need. I need, I'm like, can you clarify? Yeah. Can you be more direct? I don't think I'm understanding you. Yeah. 
or or I know that I've made up a story about what they've said from my own perspective or from my own trauma history where I'm like, I made up this story that what you said meant this. Can you be more direct about what you mean in there or whatever? Mm -hmm. And then it also is like a little admission and a, a little sneak of vulnerability where I'm like, I did I made up something and it felt bad yeah. <laughs> and I know it's not right. So will you just help me like actually understand what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's Thank a really you. big green flag in like yeah. the best way. Like I, if only we could all get there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, you know, we'll continue. Yeah. You know, on the journey together. Totally. But it's, isn't it like so lovely to just like know what you're looking for and what yeah. you're going to do. And yeah. even though maybe, you have less patience for for something that isn't what you want. Mm -hmm. It's you're just gonna like waste less of your time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Hell yeah. And I'll also just throw out there one of the things that just in case anyone wants a tool in this um, discussion, that one of the things that has helped me become a little bit more of a direct communicator is when I'm having thoughts. I wish they would just get it like about something or about someone else. Like if I am wanting someone to do something and I'm like, I wish they would just can get it from like my hints or whatever, then I know that's like my signal to say something directly to somebody because mm -hmm. I can feel myself like being mad at them for not understanding my like little signals or whatever. And yeah. uh, I have definitely had that feeling before. Yeah. 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 It's a nice little flag for you, mm -hmm. you know, at least I use it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent tip. Yeah. A flag and a tip. Uh, yeah. A flag and a tip. <laughs> Just the tip. <laughs> That's our new segment. <laughs> oh my God, yes. I love it. <sighs> we hope you have a great week, busybodies, and we'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Babe Patrol is created and hosted by Lauren Audette and Ashley Bliss and is produced by Steph George. If you need an audio producer, find her website in the show notes. This podcast is brought to you by no one as of right now but if you would like to advertise with us please reach out we are interested in absolutely anybody but if you own a place where gossip happens then you completely should be advertising with us email us at baypatrolpod at gmail.com as a listener you can also support us at patreon.com slash baypatrolpod and get some extra goodies there for your trouble and if you can't support us with dollars we ask that you like us rate us five stars and review us wherever you listen to us it helps people find us and gossip with us Find us on Instagram at Bay Patrol Pod and send us any hot gossip tips or dating stories to our email, which again is baypatrolpod at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, busybodies. The Bay Patrol theme song was written and recorded by John Medham and Laura Cromwell with members of the former band Poxlet, Russ Graham on guitar, Aaron Rooney on vocals, Edie Davis Quinn on vocals, and myself, Lauren Audette, on the Vibra Slab. It was recorded at Running Girl Studios at the Hibernaculum. 